Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The problem is, Alice, having screamed across the house... Mm-hmm. I feel that my voice is now raw and will be shocked for tomorrow for the show. For the radio show tomorrow? What's happening here? What's happening? We told Sally and James to help you. Okay. All right, Alice. Happy Monday. <clears throat> yeah. I've been doing some research, by the way, and we're going to have to broach the subject at some point. You're tired today, so I'm not going to really start with you. About the impending breast crisis. But I have been doing some reading about on the topic. Okay. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear your uh, learnings. So th- so this is what happened. Actually, I should have... I should have... Never... Dismiss lightly the sage advice. The one piece of advice I've known Leroy, Leroy Hoskins, white guy from uh, from Winchester. I've known him for forty years or so. Okay, he was in my class, and when we moved into Melrose, or when we were when we were close, I don't know. When I reconnected with him like thirteen years ago, mm-hmm. he said uh, when we, and Alice was pregnant, and he. He found out that I, that I was married and that, that my wife was pregnant. And he said, uh, pay attention to the breasts because you're going to lose them. Pay attention to the breasts because you're going to lose them. And for some reason, I didn't take him all that seriously. Seriously, no. But oh my goodness. Much like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know. And so then Alice has had four kids in a row, essentially. And they went away for almost a decade, I would say. About a decade, I lost them. I, I, at one time, my 23-year-old girlfriend, scandalously young and hot, with all this stuff, including her breasts, were there. And then they simply were deleted and disappeared. Mm-hmm. 
And then they returned like a couple <laughs> of years ago, gloriously, better than ever, bigger than ever. It just one, it just fantastic return. And now, mm-hmm. the enemy's armies are gathered <laughs> on the border. Okay. Putin is about to strike down into Ukraine. Okay. And occupy once again your breasts. Which means I lose them again. Now, when I made a transaction with you 13 years ago, you came with breasts. <laughs> I mean, too. You, I have all the same stuff that I, <laughs> when I was purchased at. And. That's true. So. I have exactly what I ordered. No, no but you're you. handing over some very key pieces of equipment, much like Afghanistan, to the enemy. Okay. So they'll be back. I have done. There's no. They'll be back. I have done some my research. They'll okay. be back in three years or whatever it is. Okay. I've done my research. It, apparently, the conventional wisdom is mm-hmm. that since you are depriving me, and that's not healthy for a man. I mean, to be it, deprived. Like you're that. not deprived of like all uh, physical intimacy. Yeah, yeah, but that's an important part. That it is. It's not like I don't what let you internet, touch them. Yeah, they're they're. It's like hand, handling a, a live bomb. You know, you got to be very. It's, it's a different animal altogether. It's a totally different animal. So the the consensus on the internet appears to be mm-hmm. during the time frame of the occupation. Mm-hmm. The consensus on the internet appears to be, and this is peer reviewed, mm-hmm. use of a surrogate. What does that mean? Who uses a surrogate? No, I, you, there needs to be an alternate set of breasts brought in. (laughs) (laughs) That is not me saying, this is the consensus on the internet, what I've Mm. seen. Can I fact check this? Like if I Google, will I find the same information or will I find a set of alternative facts? Can I choose the keywords? (laughs) So where would you be with that? Oh, this is very encouraging. This is very encouraging. It's encouraging? Yes, this is encouraging. No, it isn't. No. This is consent from you. Obviously not. I did not expect this to go like this. No. Wow. I'm saying no. No, you're not saying no. You said nothing. There was silence, which is consent. I said, can I fact check that? Well, okay. It doesn't mean I'm in love with the other person. It just means... That I said that you... It's temporary reparations. No. What do you mean, no? <laughs> what it sounds like. No means no, remember? <laughs> I'll give you I, some time. Okay. I mean, there's got to be... And actually, I would ask both guys and girls, men and women listening. Mm-hmm. Seriously, what is what is the right compensation for this? I never said you couldn't. What? Like... Alice... They're, they are service animals for the next two years. In service to somebody else, by the way. Okay, I mean. Or you could jump on the grenade and simply not breastfeed. No. 
Okay, so now there was less hesitation with that suggestion than there was the one before, which tells me the one before is still Because under- I know that's not a serious suggestion from you, because that would mean that you're getting up in the middle of the night and heating up formula and stuff when the baby cries. Uh, didn't I do formula before? Only once our kids were older and slept through the night did we ever use formula, like when they were... All right. You know, well, you by know around a year, we were you know supplementing what? with some formula with the two old. Take a couple days. Mm-hmm. Sleep on. I'm just saying what the internet says. I have no dog in this fight. I don't think that. I believe you're the, internet what the internet says. I'll I don't take think other so. uh, fill for a second, will you? Um, I I don't know what you mean. I'm supposed to fill just on like that you're doing topic. Now. I I mean, I think you're being ridiculous, and I don't. No, don't like, fill with negative stuff about me. Oh, well, if you're going to leave me to fell, then I'm going to just say that I think you're being ridiculous. And I think that our intimate life has not really suffered at all from us having kids, uh, particularly. N- because, and Alice, I only realized. I think that you're being because, a little bit overdramatic. No, because that's the, it was um, the, what's it called? Um, uh, What's the Helsinki syndrome? What's it called? Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. That was Stockholm syndrome because... You forgot you how de- good it could be? Yes, you deprived me for such a long time that I have not had my paws on any female breasts. This entire time you did this to me. You've had plenty of paws on them. Plenty. It's different. Those are live, Alice. It's different. All right. So I, 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 I'll, I would expect the uh, our listeners, our friends, you guys, to... Obviously, be supportive of my suggestion in what the internet consensus is. So Alice doesn't have to waste her time and look. Thank you very much. If there's another way around, it... I too have access to the internet. You know, mm. not anymore. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna get to something that we didn't we didn't really get to because we bailed out we bagged out of Bill Mario yesterday after a death sentence. But there was a really good point. This is a really good. A really good couple of minutes. Because all parties are represented. And it it illustrates the difference in thinking of progressives and, and like conservatives, I guess, us. You know, people who aren't in love with Donald Trump, like us, but who now are looking to support him because factors have pushed us in that direction. Mm-hmm. And there's three kinds of people in this. One, okay, three people in this. Mary Catherine Ham, who we've had on, who we love. Do you not love her? No, I'm just trying to think. I don't think we've had her on this show. I've had I've had her on the other show. Okay. She's kind of interchangeable with Bethany Shondark, kind of. So you're just counting because you've had Bethany Shondark on. You're just saying that we've had Mary <laughs> Catherine Ham on. I've had every brunette on, yes. <laughs> no, um, no, because I've had... Uh, you've Mary had all the on. female conservatives on now. Yeah. So... A good-looking can, isn't it? Very nice. Um, so... She was on as the Republican. Obviously, she is a centrist. She's anti-Trump, all that stuff. But I, I've always liked her. You've always liked her. We've always liked her. We were just talking about her recently. And she's cool people. Mm-hmm. Okay? The liberal is Sam Harris. Yep. Who got famous. Total Trump derangement. Total. He is, like, he's visibly, visibly shaking when he talks about Trump. Um, but he's a free speech, classical liberal, I think he could probably call himself. Um, But he is touched by Trump. And he represents almost everybody on the left who also are messed up by Trump. 
And a third is Bill Maher. Bill Maher, who hates Trump, thinks Trump is a Nazi, but is has some libertarian you know, traits to him. He calls himself a liberal, probably like the old school liberals, mm-hmm. but believes in things like free speech and, and has the ability to see to see with some clarity. So uh, this starts with, they're talking about Menendez and and they bring that to, Mars going to make the point here that, you know, where things are backwards now. Now Democrats want Menendez charged and Republicans are saying, no, we don't charge anybody anymore because the feds are after them and we hate the feds now. So that's kind of where we start here. You mentioned Menendez. I thought it was so interesting in this upside down world we live in where law enforcement now are the bad guys. Hmm. The FBI is now the bad guys. So Robert Menendez, obvious crook. I mean, everything but actually having his hand in a real cookie jar. Right. (laughs) Only the Democrats want him to step down. Not a single Republican is asking him to go. Hmm. Because, again, in upside down world, when law and order comes after you, they're the ones who are suspect. Yeah. Well, and it's all driven by partisan desires, right? Democrats are like, yeah, get rid of this guy because he's now weakened and we have a Democratic governor and so we could replace him. Uh, Republicans are like, yeah, uh, you don't need to get rid of him because he's weakened now. And also uh, we need to uh, maintain the standard where indicted people are perfectly fine to run for office, right? right. So that's, that's the two sides thinking on this. But I, the original sin... No, she's already... She's kind of... <clears throat> illuminating something that they already believe. Mm-hmm. And she's reinforcing what Mara said, which is very smart of her because she's putting them at ease. Right. But, and that gives them a sense of comfort, but it's not going to continue. Okay. And where you talk about law enforcement problems um, and Republican attitudes toward law enforcement, particularly of the FBI on this stuff, the original scent from both media and the intelligence agencies and, and, uh, and federal law enforcement is the Russiagate stuff. And the reason that so many in the party, and I'm here as the translator because I'm not one of them, but so many in the party accept so much of Donald Trump's behavior is because. So you know what she's about to say here. Yeah. I want you to listen carefully for the immediate, reflexive, guttural response from both Harris and Bill Maher. I'm not one of them, but so many in the party accept so much of Donald Trump's behavior is because the Russia stuff was a lie. And nobody paid for it. No, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't all a lie. It yes, wasn't. It's not all a lie. You guys have it, been written. No, st- are you, you no, going to do a steel uh, dossier on me? No, no, no. Some of the steel dossier That part was, was a lie, yes. They uh, already, the re- reflex. Well, no, it was No, wasn't. No, 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 no. They so needed it to be mm-hmm. that even though it's rece- the investigation receded back and showed there's nothing there, no. And showed not just that it receded back and there was nothing there. Right. That well, she's going to get to that. Specifically fabricated. Well, absolutely, she's going to get to that. But mm-hmm. just just the the, uh, the the just the guttural reflex mm-hmm. to that, that. No, it's not. Yeah, you don't say anything. This is something that I've already settled with. This is something that has helped me sleep cope for years now, knowing that it that he was doing the thing with Russia. Of Donald Trump's behavior is because the Russia stuff was a lie. And nobody paid for it. No, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't all a lie. It yes, wasn't. It's not all a, a lie. You guys lie. Re- if some of it's a lie, doesn't that pollute the rest of it? Well, yeah. I mean, which part wasn't inaccurate. a lie? She said lie. And he's admitting, yeah, some was a lie. Well, if somebody's presenting a book report, which is some big percentage a lie, isn't the whole thing tainted? 
Well, yeah, and if the the parts of it that you know support the premise of the whole thing are a lie, then it doesn't matter that certain like irrelevant sideshow right. things are true, right? Like, I mean, sure, it's true that Donald Trump said Russia. If you're listening, see. Well, if we're you gonna can. get to that. But if there's not, if that's not actually, if he was just making a joke and there's not actually a plot with Russia, then like. The fact that he said that doesn't do anything. Well, they so emotionally need need to have it not be a lie that they've only harnessed and are embracing the warm emotion, but they've got none of the facts. Rip. No, are you, are you no, going to do steel uh, dossier on me? No, no, no. That, that, well, that some of the steel dossier yeah. was true. Okay, you know, this like, some of the steel dossier was true. Not the parts that you guys obviously focused on, but <laughs> not the parts that had anything to do with Donald Trump. Like there was, there's nothing in the Steele dossier that for him to say some of it was true. Can you imagine? They have not had to have this argument with mm-hmm. anybody. It was always a consensus. He colluded with Russia. Of course. Yeah, he stole. He and Russia stole the election together. Some of the Steele dossier was true. The Steele dossier was something that was manufactured. We, this, we did Mueller report for three years. Yes, and, and Mueller never time, said he was innocent. Yeah. And the whole. The Mueller report was not a say he's innocent document. Right. The Mueller report was meant to show coordination between Trump and the Russians. Mueller stated in the Mueller report that there was no coordination between Trump and the Russians. Right. Right. And meanwhile, some parts of the Steele dossier were true. I mean, like, yeah, there is a place called Moscow. Like, It's not about a made up land. Right. There's a Ritz Carlton there. (laughs) And and urine does exist. (laughs) It's not like. But, But some of the Mueller report was true. We did Mueller report for three years. Yes, and, and Mueller never time, said he was innocent. Yeah. And the whole that's that's a desperate man. Yeah, Mueller never nobody, said he was innocent. Nobody ever says anybody's innocent. That's the reason why, right. in a court of law, you get declared not guilty and not innocent because specifically, no one does that. Right. Whole time, I'm like, guys, I don't think he's a Russian plant. And everyone on CNN said is looking at me like I'm crazy. And at the end, we get to. Not much there, there. Which no, was there the was quite throughout. a bit there. There was a lot there. Was there. Lot there. Yeah, there. It was collusion. Oh, there's a heck of a lot there. He said there was collusion, Bill says. Well, that's what the whole thing is about. And there was no collusion. There might have been collusion, but there wasn't collusion. Not much there, there. Which no, was there the was quite throughout. a bit there. There was a lot there. Was there. Lot there. Yeah. there was collusion we never had before. It was unprecedented. Collusion we never had before. It was unprecedented. No, no, no. I'm sorry, The View, which is what they sound like. It sounds like a whoopee. Mm-hmm. There wasn't collusion that was unprecedented. Sorry about mm-hmm. that. The only collusionary stuff that happened had to do with the other candidate. Right. And, you know, the if that's your standard of evidence is the Mueller report and the Rachel Maddow, you know, conspiracy theories with like all the strings connecting the post-it <clears throat> notes, then, you know, then I don't see how you could not think that Biden is completely corrupt because there's a much much higher level of evidence of wrongdoing with Biden and Hunter than there is well, right. for but anything still, to do with Trump. You don't even have to bring Biden into it because this doesn't stand up. There was plenty of collusion. Unprecedented. No, no, no. You wanted, you needed to feel that there was unprecedented collusion happening because you were having a hysterical fit, a breakdown. So you needed to believe it away. You needed to believe that there was a witch in the village. That you subsequently uh, burned alive 
and uh, realized three years later that uh, maybe there was some panic and the chick was weird. You needed to believe. You needed that. That salve of, yes, collusion. Unprecedented. Is it unprecedented? No, there's no precedent for it. I can just see Michael Beschloss and Bill Maher watching him saying, wow, Beschloss said this is unprecedented. It's unprecedented. It's quite throughout. a bit there. There was a lot there. Was there was a lot there. Yeah. There was collusion we never had before. It was unprecedented. That That's not true. What is the collusion? The president would do that. He just did it in public because yeah. he's insane. You do know that. No, that's not true. <laughs> him to say, Russia, if you're listening, if you got those emails, the world would like to see him. It's not collusion. It's not him asking for help. It's him screwing around. But actually, his contention was that the emails had already been hacked. So if they've got them, let the world see them. Right. By the way, do you think that every major news organization, if the Russians had hung... Uh, hacked into Donald Trump's emails would have stayed away from those because they'd be part of a collusionary attempt? Of course not. Of course not. We saw that with the stupid tax returns that they're barely even charging the guy who leaked them from the IRS, a bunch of rich people's tax returns, because he went after the right people and the media took it and ran with it and reported on people's private tax information that was given to the government in confidence and the guy's been charged with one count because the left doesn't care. No. The left doesn't care. They're allowed to do anything they want to you with no consequences. And you're not allowed to say anything about it. Right. No, I, I do think I think one of the advantages of being insane. And most of it probably none of it was illegal. Right. So I mean this was always David Frum's line. Everything he's doing He quotes a certifiably nuts broken Republican, David right. Trump. This was always his line. He thinks just like me. Is in plain view, and it's not illegal. He's just violating every political norm it's, we it's have. Except their thing so wait a second. So he, okay, so now, is it Russian collusion? Is it unprecedented? Or is it not illegal, but violating norms? Okay, so Trump violated norms is the problem. I don't know why you needed the Justice Department for Trump violating norms. Of course, they they investigated him with a special prosecutor for three years. But not only that, but first of all, violating norms is not a a, a crime. Second of all, as he, he says, didn't violate norms. He just violated norms in a way that violated the norm. Right. He did it in a very unbelt way way. Things, there were things that were illegal, okay, like know, using the FISA court yeah, to spy on American citizens in ways that they should not yeah, have done. That, 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 that was legal, right. but that wasn't him. That's right. right. And right. Fact, All the illegal stuff around the Mueller report happened to Trump. Right, exactly. The unprecedented <clears throat> part is what they did. Yes. And then they turned around and used the fact that they did a bunch of unprecedented stuff to him as evidence that he must have done something unprecedented in the first place to bring it on himself. Yes. And, and they, never provided any evidence that he ever did anything at all, except for the fact that they went after him in an unprecedented and illegal way. We mu right. they So they started off from the premise of, we have to do this unprecedented and illegal thing because this person is so unprecedented. Well, you've, you've, and then, you've just stepped on Mary Catherine Hamm, sorry. but it's well done. It's very prescient of you. And... And then turn around and say, well, we couldn't really find anything, but obviously we were justified in doing that because it was so unprecedented. And meanwhile, nothing ever happened. Well, because it was so unprecedented. Them. And not only that, but look, there's a bind 
mm-hmm. Mueller report that people are reading in cafes mm-hmm. and wine bars. So obviously, yes, this is a thing. He must obviously, have done something unprecedented yes, because we have an unprecedented report. We sent uh, like a bunch of uh, third-rate losers to jail. So see, there must be mm-hmm. something big there. We've got we've we've got CNN and the SWAT team and gunboats showing up at Roger Stone's house. So yeah, you see. The FBI mm-hmm. doesn't just raid a place in, at three in the morning with the press waiting there unless something's happening. You see all these things, all the lights and buzzers of something unprecedented is happening. Well, but it's the same thing that they've done with everything, right? Yes. It's the same thing with the impeachments. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this unprecedented impeachment on somebody who hasn't really done anything. But the fact that we're doing it is now proof that something unprecedented must have happened because... Trump is now in Look at a, all these TV cameras. Yeah. It's, you see? It's unprecedented. No president showing up. No president's been impeached twice. That's completely unprecedented. Meanwhile, they just impeached him twice. Like, right. So it's not really evidence for anything. Like you just did that. And it's the same. And let the record show. I know it's a mu- notation, but the first impeachment was supposed to be for the Mueller report. Right. But there wasn't anything to nothing impeach in on. there, unfortunately. Right. And, and, and as a matter of fact, same- it, it, and it stepped around the Steele dossier. Which, if you were investigating, you'd take a look at that because it was Russia. It was authored by Russians, paid for by Americans. Yeah. So, I mean, somebody colluded with Russians, but it wasn't Donald Trump. But yeah, but it's the same with the Mar-a-Lago raid. Oh, look at this unprecedented raid yeah. on Mar-a-Lago. Shocking, shocking that the presidency has sunk so low. This is the first time that that anybody's ever had to raid the house of a and how former do you know president. It, and how do you know it's something? Look at these pictures. Pictures of boxes. Pictures of boxes in a bathroom. Pictures of boxes in another storage room. Pictures. You see? Here's the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the Hillary Clinton campaign right. was partially responsible for, for that. funding this go d- back. things that were illegal, okay, like know, using the FISA court to spy on American citizens in ways that they should not yeah, have done. That, 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 that was legal, right. but that wasn't him. That's right. That's right. I get the feeling the audience does think it was him, and they're like, this is a tr- anti-Trump applause, right? that the Hillary Clinton campaign right. was partially responsible for funding this dossier, which partially came from, but, oh, wait for it, Russian disinformation. It was, a, and then it started okay, this cycle I, I th- of media circle, I, and then we had four years of that. I think it was his own election. No, he talks right over it. No, Bill, that's concentrated in this part. You were part of the circle jerk, Bill. <laughs> and Sam Harris, and all these podcasts, and all this media was part of the whole thing over nothing guy who said something like, I, I can't believe I have to explain this, but it is illegal to accept anything of value in an election from a foreign national. He accepted things of value. He his What are the things of value he accepted? Um, I mean, I guess some Putin? Russian trolls bought some Facebook ads in Wisconsin. No. That's... Trump accepting something for that? I mean, like, I think that's the closest you can get with anything factual. This is right. These, right? Like, these guys have nothing. He set the things of value. So wait a second. So now we're away from everything else to now he's accepted things of value from a foreign government, which, by the way, is a very cute thing to say with this guy in the office right now. But fine. He accepted things of value from a foreign government. This should be an easy one. What's the thing he accepted a thing of value? Nothing campaign manager was trading campaign information with a GRU agent. That's not collusion with Russia? It was what polling he, he uh, shared with the, uh, the Russians. Um, at the same time, Paul Manafort was there for a cup of coffee. 
He was there to get Trump through the convention. It's not like you had Corey Lewandowski who was there from the ground floor. And also Manafort charges were also BS. A lot of this public, it's like corruption. I forgot what they call it. But it's very broad-based charges. One tax mm-hmm. charge that they refused to charge him for years b- before that. And then one other thing. And then a, a, a FARA violation, foreign lobbying thing. Right. Which, of course, only Manafort has to go down for that. What about the meeting with Don Jr.? Having, I have dirt having on Paul Manafort. <laughs> I mean, the meeting. The so, Trump Tower <clears throat> meeting. The famous yeah. Trump Tower meeting. Which is when this woman, a Russian woman, said she had dirt on Hillary Clinton. And now, regardless of what the press told me at the time, if you're Don Jr., you take that fucking meeting. Of course you do. My God. Of course. <laughs> also, the woman was sent there by Hillary's lawyers. She was working for the Democrats. It was That's why they sent her there. So right. that they could have a Russian going to Trump Tower so they could tell the feds, put it in the dossier and tell the feds about that it happened. It's like these are all planted crimes by the Democrats, by the Hillary, by her law firm. Right. By Simpson GPS, whatever it was, Fusion GPS. It's like all this stuff is theatrics, a production paid for by the left. But he only he only sees a production. Says, oh, look at the production. It's got to be. It reinforces what I already thought. Your campaign. I don't like Paul Manafort has been. Yeah, Paul Manafort. Sam Harrison brings up Paul Manafort because he didn't realize that that um, Marr had already brought up Paul Manafort because he was trying to think. In his head, trying to find some ammo, so I wasn't listening to the show anymore. Yeah, it's, it's an illegal thing, right? That's, it's, it's just like okay. Paul Manafort is like a two hundred pound gold bar in the closet. I mean, it, it, that no, he's not. A two hundred pound <laughs> gold bar in the closet is like a two hundred pound gold bar in the closet. Mm-hmm. That's not what Paul Manafort does. Paul Manafort was a brought in, contracted campaign manager to get Trump through the conventions. That's what he was. Right. He was not a bribe to Donald Trump. That's what a gold bar in the closet would be. But Sam Harris is desperate, desperate. I need some freaking validation. I need. But to- they can't <laughs> really think this. I mean, like I know that a bunch of them acted like this for years, and some of them still do. You know, talking about who's the one Louise Mensch is that her name and Eichenwald who made an ass oh, of yeah. himself on Tucker and I mean like. He claimed that Trump had been a Russian asset since like the 80s. Like, yes. Do, they, do any of these people who are like a little tiny bit more serious, like Mar and Sam Harris, do they, Do you think they really think that Trump's like a Russian agent, honestly? I like, think deep that down? Sam Harris is having an emotional time. And I think that he's trying to. I think he's. Uh, you can't really believe that Donald Trump's like a foreign agent, dude, it, that he's like a Manchurian candidate, especially like we had four years of his that. presidency. <laughs> you need that. If you, if you, if you or I, or if I will say, you know, had an affair with somebody really pretty in your age. It, and I said, Alice, I was just wasted. I don't know, I could barely even remember what the whole thing is. Every bit of you would want to believe that. Mm-hmm. You would, because I mean, any human, it would same be with with you and me. It would be the same same thing. You'd want to. I mean, it's just a coping mechanism, right? I guess so. And so you'd. You'd need that. That's what this is. That's what they're doing. They're saying, uh, oh, you know, 
fine. The worst thing was ha- possible scenario was happening. Um, and so it's not just me. It, it's I'm not unreasonably upset. It's because something so bad is happening. I'm not being a crazy bitch. Something so bad is happening as proven by norms broken, Paul Manafort, foreign gifts. You see, that's this is all just a coping mechanism. The, 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 the transgression, the unseemliness of it is right it's, on the surface, given his contacts with, well, and with, I, with Russia. So I'm, I'm it's not exactly everything they said it was, but it, it's not nothing. The standard of evidence nothing. used for the Russia thing for three, four years versus the standard of evidence used now in media for Biden and Hunter Biden's shenanigans and mm. fairly obvious influence peddling is worlds apart. Worlds yeah. apart. And I would just like to... And voters deserve fairness in how these two people are treated. They do not get it, and they sometimes don't get yeah. it from law enforcement. Okay, and that's so, bad. Yes, yeah, so, there's a lot to untangle here, but the... Not really. I'll completely Sam. grant you that if, you know, if, the, if Hunter Biden had been Don Jr., if, if right. it had been Don Jr.'s laptop, everything would change in terms right. of the, the reception. And that seems like an unfair asymmetry. But the background <laughs> reality is... We, well, it's, well, it's not just an unfair asymmetry. The fuel for this would be people like Sam Harris wouldn't be bothered if uh, wasn't bothered that Hunter Biden did it. Mm-hmm. He'd be bothered if it was Don Jr. and he'd make noise publicly and he'd sell his credibility right. to show how serious this is. Mm-hmm. We have never had a person like Trump in our politics. Certainly not in the lifetime of anyone in this in this studio. Now that is the most honest thing said in this conversation. Right. And it hurts you, Sam. And you can't effing stand it. Okay? That's the point. And he has, vi- he has shattered every norm. I mean, we didn't even know we, how much we relied on norms. I mean, we're, yes. we're a nation of laws. <laughs> right. But more well, important than the laws are the norms. Like, like, like committing to a piece More important than the laws are the norms. When you're, when you're a president. I mean, that, that was the most shocking violation of, of you know, normal democratic principles. Yeah. I, I, think I, mean, I, agree, I agree with you about the norms. And here's the problem. A bunch of people, including in the justice system, looked at Trump and said, he's going to bust all the norms. And you know what we need to do? Bust all the norms to stop him. And that is oh, a very, very all, unhealthy yeah. decision. It, it's unhealthy. So there you go. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. And that's exactly right. Right. In other words, this guy just simply triggered and broke people. And that is largely... And a lot of them work for incredibly powerful agencies like the FBI yes. that can actually ruin people's lives. Right. And, and that's largely because the media refused to normalize Trump. They refused to. Mm-hmm. They were so irked by him. His crude, unbeltway kind of ways. The way he wouldn't be rolled over by their lies, by their bullying, etc. That they told everybody it was uh, DEFCON 1 time. Right. Don't accept this. Bring on Michael Bachelos. Bring on the Watergate guys here to scare the shit out of everybody. And <clears throat> they broke people like Sam Harris. And they uh, rattled people like mm-hmm. Bill Maher. And those people, I think there's part of them that's, look, that's looking back and saying, oh, my God, what an embarrassment. Like, what was I What was I doing? You know, it, there's part of them. It's like, I think someday. But like, what are they going to do? And I, I mean, so I, I think about things like this, like about how people cope with these things years later and justify to themselves. And I think we saw a lot of that during COVID. Like you wandered around and you asked yourself, 
how are these people in a few years going to justify the way they acted about masks and vaccines and all this stuff, you know? And the truth is they just like get amnesia. They just pretend that they didn't and they didn't hold those positions. And I think that's going to what's actually going to happen with Trump. We were probably on the road to that starting to happen until he ran for president again, Mm -hmm. in which case they allowed themselves to get all riled up again. But yeah, like I have an acquaintance, right, who is convinced that she has some like mystery illness. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Like, um you know, some kind of lupus or something that can't be diagnosed and that the doctors can't figure out. And she's been saying for like 20 years now, roughly, that she's going to die of this mysterious illness at any time. You know, and it has like nondescript symptoms, like she's tired a lot and Mm -hmm. like achy or whatever. I don't know, you know, but and it's like an excuse not to live her life for all these years. And I've been wondering for years, like, what's going to happen when you keep saying you're not going to make it till 30 and then like one day you turn 30 and the truth is like people just keep going and just keep readjusting or like the climate change stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like you wonder what's going to happen when they tell us that everything's going to be on fire and there's going to be no more polar bears by like 2012 and like 2012 rolls around and the polar bears are still here and everything's mm-hmm. fine. And they just like mentally readjust their model and pretend that they've been right all along and keep going and keep predicting doom like that friend still thinks she's gonna die anytime the climate change people still think that the polar bears are gonna be gone like any minute now and the covid people still think that they didn't do anything wrong during covid and even though we lived through four years of a trump presidency where nothing bad happened none of the bad predictions came true all these people still walk around acting like they were completely right to act like it was a well, seven alarm fire it, 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 because what they Trump also was said being in this, in this, in, in this uh, episode was along those lines is Harris and Trump and uh, Mar agreed that Trump was especially dangerous because um, he, because he was the only president in our history to refuse to execute the peaceful transfer of power. And Trump's and Mar has said before, yeah, I told people he wouldn't leave and he didn't. And the thing that's wrong with that is what's wrong with those sentences? Um, he did leave. He did leave. And there, <laughs> there was, was a, a pe- peaceful transfer of power exactly. and everything <laughs> but was But they fine. need it to be the worst thing. You see? Yeah. Peaceful transfer of power. Now we can bring this- I also had friends that were convinced um George W. Bush because they had spent the entire global war on terror um uh, acting like 
uh, the Patriot Act and George W. Bush were like the worst thing <laughs> to ever happen. And right. that, you know, they were losing all their rights under this fascist regime, right? They were convinced that George W. Bush was going to declare some kind of national emergency and refuse to leave office too when yes. Obama was elected. And well, but 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 the problem is I think that is that by now, especially for the four years of Trump mm-hmm. and then the couple of years of COVID, people have have built up the the muscle of total delusion of reality. Mm-hmm. And now are more um, more prone to and skilled at just escaping immediately to a fictitious world. Yeah, in, I mean, in, in, in like for for instance, here's the view. But you'll see liberals say stuff like about COVID, like that we were never locked down. Oh yeah, yeah. you see people say stuff like that. We never really locked down. That was the problem. Well, I know, and that gives them a cute out. Like, were we technically locked down? Well, no. Well, and here's um. Here's uh, the view here, talking about the Jamal Crawford, who was stuck in... It's Jamal Crawford? No, Jamal Crawford's a Boston. Bowman. Jamal, Jamal Bowman, uh, uh, who was in the view. This is the guy who pulled the fire mm-hmm. alarm. And is now writing memos secretly to all his colleagues, telling them to call anyone who doubts his version of events a Nazi. Right. And he pulled the fire alarm to try to delay the thing. The budget thing, whatever. But he absolutely pulled the fire alarm, and then he claims that he thought it would open the door for him. And these are American voting, college-educated women, progressives, going to bat for him. It's absurd that you would expect someone to vote on a multi-trillion dollar bill that they didn't have time to read. Which brings us to... (laughs) My buddy Jamal Bowman. All right, so... Okay, so Democratic House member uh, allegedly... Pulled a fire alarm. Um, he He's on video pulling the fire alarm. He definitely pulled a fire he got, alarm. He didn't allegedly do anything. Claims that it was because he was trying to get to the House floor. I, it seemed, the video seems to say, or pictures suggest otherwise. I think it was because the CR came out and he wanted more time to read the bill. But rather, again, than Congress passing a bill that would allow for him to have more time to read it, he literally pulled the fire alarm. It'd be like if I was like, didn't like the next topic and I pulled the fire alarm and ran out. We just can't do well, that. What's, what's absolutely ridiculous, wait, wait, though, wait. is that there's MAGA Republicans that are somehow equating this guy doing this infantile stunt with January 6th. To my knowledge, nobody died because this guy pulled that stunt. And, and, to my and, knowledge, nobody was bleeding. Nobody was attacked because of this stunt. And, and Wait. I- Speaking of alternate realities, did anybody die because of January 6th? Well, a bunch of fat Trump supporters <laughs> died out in the lawn for some reasons, <laughs> which we'll never know. And then one got shot. Right. Um, but that counts as somebody dying. But um, but also, you know, Antler Guy didn't pull a fire alarm. Nope. He didn't. I don't want it was right there. He could have pulled it. I'm going to call it a stunt yet. There's going to be an investigation. I know Jamal. And so, again, I'm a little biased. But the doors that are normally open so that he could get to the chambers to read were somehow miraculously closed. How did that happen? And so, yes, sometimes uh-huh. you're freaking out and you're in an elevator and you're pressing all the buttons. Have you ever freaked out, been in the elevator and pressed all the buttons? No. <laughs> yep. Here we go. It broke norms. Norms were broken. I could see that being the explanation if on the door that said emergency exit alarm will sound if he pushed the door open and that alarm sounded. Right. He also wasn't in an elevator. (laughs) I mean, then I could see that maybe the answer was he was trying to get out the door, but he didn't try to open the door. 
he no. pulled the fire alarm. Right. Thing. It goes okay. to them not having the time. It is quite possible that he was trying to get and there and the, and the door, not panic, but you know, if you're not looking. Okay. Because it's a door that's normally open, you just go and you press a button. You know, it or pull a fire alarm. Do you? Wow. How many fire this alarms is why, have, has anybody this is else? Why. Wait. But no, like, when has it literally ever happened? Because they're acting like this is something that, you know, you could do in a moment of panic how many times has anyone ever pulled a fire alarm while trying to get a door it's to only open? ever been done on purpose <laughs> it's, no, it's never happened scared of well, I, I don't know because i don't know what it i haven't seen the fire alarm button so i don't fire. know yeah i don't know it like it's like the thing that you have to pull down no because you have to break glass to press the but to get to the button so oh, i don't see? know i don't know it seems pretty fire alarmy to me i don't know it just looks like a button. i can't okay. see okay well, but people willing to do this will be willing to ra- rationalize anything of course. He was a little close. Did anybody in this audience pr- uh, pull up a fire alarm to get out of a seventh grade test? <laughs> Brian, raise your hand. Yeah, we know you. Right. Yeah. But that means that they pulled the fire alarm. There's only two reasons why people pull fire alarms. One is because there's a fire. Right. And two is if they're trying to cause chaos. It never opens a door. <laughs> it's not one of the functions of fire alarms. Did, Brian. I guess my point is, you know... If you're not sure, then put it up for find out what it was, as opposed to just saying, you know, you did this to do that. Because when you people pull stunts, I tend to think that they they may be more full of it than than he is. You know, people who pull this kind of stunt who say, and you only have three minutes to read it. I kind of think, oh, all right, well, maybe. Because I know I would have pressed everything if you told me I had to get in there. I would have pressed whatever I had to press to get the door to open. Because I knew you would expect me not to be there to vote. So you don't know. We'll be right back. Once again, taking the tactic that somehow the Republicans managed to lock him in a vestibule to keep him from voting on the bill. Everybody else, by the way, managed to get there without pulling a fire alarm. Miraculous. It's really weird how everybody else made it to the halls of Congress without evacuating any buildings. Also, what's the um, <clears throat> hot sauce? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, and they bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline where there are going to be some, I assume, really uh, nice messages for me today. By the way, I uh, was yelling across the house because we were being terrorized by a child who, and the other ones were not where they were supposed to be. I'm, I, this is not a scream of agony. Oh, maybe in a small way it was. All right. You ready, Alice? I'm ready. All right. First, we got to get to uh, Sorry Not Sorry from Merrimack. There were some vicious charges hurled yesterday from Steve from Merrimack mm-hmm. suggesting that I had stepped on his messages. And I think this is a follow-up from him. Hi. Steve Hi. from Merrimack. Hi, uh, I wanted to say that uh, that last message that I left... Uh, last Thursday night, right. uh, but was played on tonight's show, Sunday, uh, I may or may not have had one or two sarsaparillas Ooh. at the hen house Ooh. prior to leaving that message. Mm, sarsaparilla. But uh, I want to apologize. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. My goodness. But you are a step-on host. No, it's incorrect. I, I'm going to stick with that. Incorrect. But, I agree, uh, Steve. Thank also, you. Also, I hope we can just 
leave this alone. We'll pretend we're like the Canadian Parliament who, after they honored the Nazi, <laughs> the head of the Liberal Party was saying, can we just not talk about we'll this again, We'll just delete please? that part of the show. Uh, thank you. Good night. Thank you, Steve. Not necessary to apologize. I have launched, launched an internal investigation, Alice. Mm-hmm. To the episode in question, which would have been episode 859. Remember what that was called? Off the top of my head, no. A hooker? Or an actress. Correct. And let's get to this. For it. Swifty from Merrimack. Okay. Hi. Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve. A couple things related to today's discussion of uh, Taylor Swift. We are seven seconds into this message. What has not happened yet? You haven't stepped on no step for seven seconds. Tom chose to quote uh, the whole <laughs> Sean Davis. <laughs> what? Uh, about Swift saying, quote, Taylor Swift is dumb and her music sucks, unquote. Right. Now, neither of those statements are true. Wait a second. I didn't endorse what Sean Davis not said. I do on. like Sean Davis. Not stepped on. But I agree that neither of those things are true. She's definitely not dumb. If you think her political opinions are dumb, that's that's true. Oh, wait, that's what I said. That's what I meant. Well, she's dumb. Yeah, she is dumb. Well, her political opinions are dumb. Okay, that's fine. She's clearly not dumb for, like, the music business. Okay, I don't know what else she's not dumb at, but she was dumb in that video where she's with her parents talking about how mean uh, the Republicans were. Remove her political opinions Mm -hmm. from the conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. She is an incredibly shrewd businesswoman. Yes. And more importantly, she doesn't take from anybody. That uh, that guy, Scooter Braun or whatever. I'm a Scooter is, guy. I'm on Team Scooter. No. Who basically is, you know, tried to rip her off. He gave her an advance. She got paid to the no. company. And then she wanted, the, she wanted the, the rights back. No, she didn't want Steve. the rights back. She wanted the opportunity to buy them for the same price. And he wouldn't no, allow her and sold would, them to George would, Soros instead. I wouldn't allow her either. No way. I Why want wouldn't them. you let her buy her rights? F her, dude. That was the, pl- the, that was the plan. What is this? Jesus, Steve is Alan Alda. She wanted to buy her own mask. Well, now he's effed because... Because she's doing her... I know, okay? You got him. I'm only sticking to the old versions of everything. With her... uh, From her early album sales? She basically said, bleep you, bleepster. Uh, ordered her, her, Jesus. her Steve, people. Steve Perez Hilton uh, from Merrimack. Hilton I not- think that's what did it. He was eight sarsaparillas in. <sighs> it was called Alan Alda and Perez Hilton. I, Hilton I, I, there was no stepping on that message. I went through hours of Steve from Merrimack uh, messages as well. Not one step on incident by me. Correct. Alice, I'm going to continue as a fellow Italian, defend Madonna, because what she did in the 80s and 90s is far superior to start her career than what Taylor Swift has done. That is correct. Because you have to remember, in the 80s and 90s, Madonna did not have the advantages of the internet. She did not have social media. She did Correct. not have thousands of radio stations, thousands of podcasts. I think they had radio stations in the 80s and 90s, I'm pretty sure. Ways to hear her music. Everything in the 80s was just on radio stations, word of mouth, and merchandising, and ease of tickets was not as easy in the 80s and 90s. 
Correct. And I feel I, I mean, I have to be a, honest, though. I, like, I don't, and a few people have said this, but I don't understand this point because I feel like it's harder now to be breakout huge than it was. I mean, certainly than it was in the time of the Beatles and and like then even in the 80s and 90s at that time, just because there's so many more choices. There wasn't the level of well, like where there at wasn't the same time. The, else, you had was, to have you had to have a record exec walk into some dingy bar back then. Now you have your own stations and platforms to broadcast from. Well, yeah, but that means that everybody else does, too, which means that there's so many more like niche genres like K-pop and niche artists and like tiny things like nobody has to listen to Taylor Swift now the way that like the Beatles would have been inescapable in the 60s right like there's not there there just isn't I don't think it I don't think it makes it easier to be bigger I think it makes it harder to be bigger in my opinion all those different outlets that she has to hear her music where Madonna didn't have that and Madonna dominated in the 80s and 90s without having that and she had the good decency to be naked a lot too Oh, I'm aware, including Playboy or whatever that was. It was Playboy. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Michael Jackson. Same with Rolling Stones, Van Halen. Any group in the 80s where they wrote their music didn't have that advantage that Taylor Swift has now. So when it comes to female Once again, I don't understand how it makes it easier, though, because there's so many more, like, artists now, you know. And, And there was... There's been outcry for like years now that the record industry's dead. Well, and I, you know, I will add one more thing. I think mm-hmm. I think probably neither Michael nor Madonna would have blown up without MTV because videos came out. Even though before that, it was without Madonna vamping uh, seductively in a wedding dress, saying "I'm like like a virgin." Um, or, or, or I guess that was a, a a concert she did, but 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 MTV like so she, they did take advantage of the new the mm-hmm. thing at the time, which was MTV. But also, I mean, but yeah, you were getting it like filtered through the recording industry, right? At that yes. at those times, including like the Beatles, also a rec- like you said, a record exec used to have to find you and put you out there to people, but. Now, with that not being the case, I feel like that means that people have more choice than ever. And so, like, it it makes it, on the one hand, it does allow you to go more directly to your fans. And that is something that Taylor Swift does. I mean, like, she she's had, like, fans to her house to, like, listen to and critique music before albums come out and stuff. Um, but... but you know, so I think, yes, you can go more directly to your fans with stuff. And I think that, you know, in in other eras, she might not have been so easily able to, like, escape sort of the recording industry behemoth the way she has. But by the same token, like, you know, if you were one of the people in those previous decades who was selected by the recording industry to get played on the radio and stuff, then you were one of those people and you didn't have to worry about, like, it any upstart anything because there was only people could only go to record stores what barriers entry the disadvantages that she had is a thousand percent better than taylor swift 
And I'll continue to fight this all week until you take back that statement. Madonna and many other women in the music industry who are alive are far superior than Taylor Swift. Far superior. I think that's a tough case to make, though. I I mean, just... I I think it's... I just go by the... I mean, I I think think the level of cultural dominance achieved by Taylor Swift is... I, I cannot see a case for another female artist having the same level of success. I I think that's right. I mean, I I don't I don't know how like I I don't think that. I mean, you. Uh, but, the, but of course, the argument here is: is she the greatest living American songwriter? <laughs> that's the argument. I mean, going at her popularity one way or another. I mean, Madonna is not the greatest living American songwriter, and never was either. Neither was Michael Jackson. And neither were a lot of the people that we're talking about here who are real super megastars. Probably the greatest songwriter is not famous. Hey, guys, Paul in the car. Hey, Paul. Um, Paul. Again, I just can't get out of my own way. I'm episode behind here. But um, Alice's comment about the greatest living songwriter, I'm not trying to lump on here. I'm sure you're (laughs) you're catching it from a few people. But um, look, big music fan, music is very unique to the individual and not everybody likes the same stuff um so you're certainly entitled to Mm -hmm. that opinion Um, (laughs) i don't (laughs) tend to agree i I agree she's good i agree she's a good songwriter but greatest songwriter alive i have a hard time with i can name 10 or 12 others that i does gaga write her own stuff um yeah to an extent yeah but i mean she had two good albums and then that was it Right. No, so, yeah. Uh, although, I mean, she's... The, bad romance is better than anything Taylor Swift has. I think that's inarguable. I personally I like think um, would best her, but uh, I just couldn't resist Who do you think would best her? He said 10, 10 or 12. Or 12 oh, yeah, I yeah. Pers- uh, I just couldn't resist calling in because I just... My initial reaction was, you know, shame yes. <laughs> and hauling uh, um, expletives, but uh, <laughs> I, I agree. You can have your own opinion, and that's fine. It's just that, just like mine is, but I don't agree, and that's okay, too, I suppose. Thanks, guys. I do think it's interesting, and, like, I don't – I understand people are probably mad at me, but I don't, like, feel a lot of, like – deep emotional feelings about this like i just kind of almost like threw it out there i because i think it's like a totally defensible position and i agree with it and i like taylor swift a lot i'm not like an obsessed fan or something but i don't um i mean i know people feel really strongly about music but i don't know why like saying taylor swift in particular like seems to bother people so much. I mean, Paul seems relatively even keeled about it. But, yeah, well, but I, like, I feel like this is like when John Lennon said the Beatles were bigger than Jesus, and it like <laughs> really upset people. Like, I don't know why saying suggesting that Taylor Swift might be the greatest alive is like is so upsetting to people, but it seems to like really evoke a visceral reaction, and I'm well, not sure why that is. I've had an epiphone today okay. on Taylor Swift. Okay. And is it because she's like too normal almost? She is very normal. And that is off putting because she's not like, doesn't seem like she's, she's not special up dead enough. in a bathtub in a month, you know? Uh, and she's not like 
edgy. Yeah, she doesn't seem like she's right. going to wake up dead in a bathtub. But and her music isn't like... Here's the other thing. I think the problem Shocking is, in any way. As far as the detractors, it's just that they're looking at the level of love for her and people are like, what? Why? Why? Especially men. But I think that one of the reasons why people love Taylor Swift mm-hmm. is because it gives women a license to to be a loser in relationships and to f up in relationships and still go on and if you call her a good person constantly even though she's got like 67 boyfriends and is still unmarried with no kids fine um and she's allowed to be promiscuous or whatever then that means it's okay for you to as well I also think there's a there's certain fallibility in her that women point to that makes them like her. And there's part of it's the lovable loser thing. I think that they look at her and they uh, women love Taylor Swift the same way they loved Jennifer Aniston. Ah, uh, Jen. Cuz she's bitch a regular took Brad away and Jen's like beautiful but like not naturally like a 10 beautiful. She's just like beautiful Jen and she's so likable in the same way people 20 years ago, and pro- still now for my demo, probably, like Drew Barrymore. She's not the most good looking, but she's fun and she's like real. Mm-hmm. Like me, I'm fun and real. And like Taylor is, you know, doing her best in front of And there's also the haters out there. And the- I think there is this thing that women like really, really, it's emotional with her. They care about what Taylor's saying. Like your sister listens to the lyrics and like they touch her heart. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. People, I think if you're a Taylor Swift person, you have to be a lyrics person. Ooh, that's but, one but I do think it's, but I just, I find the level of reaction that hey, it evokes. Can I make it? Like, interesting, because people would disagree Mike? with me. For example, if I said, a lot of people would disagree with me if I said, like, you know, that someone else is the greatest living songwriter. I mean, even if I said, like, Bruce Springsteen is the greatest songwriter or something, right? Like, the, like that would be... He's also definitely not, but you get a lot of guys. He's well, yeah, a lot but of, that for would, a lot of men, he's Taylor, that, actually. Right, but that would not <clears throat> evoke the same, like, level of anger that, no, that that's saying for, that that's I think for, Taylor Swift does. And I don't know why that is. That's exactly, for a bunch, but a bunch even of though, like, Even though, like, I... I think that the Taylor Swift position is more defensible than the Bruce Springsteen position. Well, for a variety yeah. of reasons, but I'm, but you know, like I, I also think that it's well, ultimately know, it's, a matter of opinion at the end of the day. And like, kind well, of like yeah. Paul was but saying, again, like, but then again, uh, but there's also nothing rock and roll about Taylor Swift. She well, like yeah. literally hangs out with her high school friends and goes, uh, you know, is still somehow like, well, a, and her music doesn't really like try to be edgy at all. No, no. There's nothing. Like her, her her week, you know, in an L.A. Uh, studio high on smack that she can barely remember where her boyfriend Joel died is not like ever in there. Where for yeah, rock no. and roll people, generally the generally there's um there's yeah these, there's like no chance she's gonna overdose or anything right like and there's these like rites of passage that real rock people go through that she's got like zero of that. And also, you know what? How about this? Mm-hmm. How about this? Well, although she's kind of like the Madonna. And is, she's like kind of well-adjusted and has a great relationship with her parents. And like, and she just dates like, like 
everybody. She's stolen everybody's boyfriend. I don't know if she's literally stolen everybody's boyfriend, but more like other people steal boyfriends from her. Well, no, no, but this is what I'm saying is is that mm-hmm. she's gone for the hot football player. She's gone for the hot guitarist singer. She's gone for the older actor. She's like she's she's knocking off at one of every category. Right. That maybe women like that. Maybe you guys are salty about it. Steve from Merrimack, I want to give you my full apology for not mentioning your name on the potential top 20. You are by far in the top 10, maybe the top five. Oh, my goodness. And I was just rattling off names, and I can't believe I left you off that list. I absolutely would never, never, never leave off off a a fellow caller and somebody like you who is so amazingly funny. So when this top 20 list does come out and I do need to sit down and write it, you, sir, are definitely on the list. And I totally agree with you that Tom steps on messages. He is definitely Fred Astaire. No doubt about it. Good job, Steve. That is incorrect. Well, look at Steve's. Everybody's making up. That is, no, Lion Steves, I call them. Both of them. <laughs> They're else. good. Lion I like Steves. Them. No, please. I like all our listeners. These people live near water. It's not good. Not good. Hey, guys. Paul in the car again. Hi, Paul. Um, so I was premature in my previous call about the Taylor Swift Uh-oh. commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it, I think it's a fascinating discussion. I'm a huge music fan, as I've said before. And I, I think this is one of those debates slash arguments that, you know, now that I've thought about it, I don't think it's winnable, quote unquote. I, it's like oh. arguing politics. You you just, you're I think I'm right. You're wrong. But, you know, there, there's rarely a, a winner in both parties' eyes. Um, so maybe not a popular take, Tom, but, you know, I, I, I think the discussion is deeper than simply, you know, who is the greatest songwriter alive presently uh, because Alice you're right I mean she and Tom you admitted this she she is the most popular musician on the planet which yeah I think just by that fact alone makes her up there as the greatest songwriter well, alive I mean I just think those two they, they can be mutually exclusive but I think in this case they're probably my problem is Paul that Oasis sold a lot of records too. Well, and yeah, but not to, trash. They didn't make a half a billion dollars. I understand. In the stadium tour. But, I mean, like but, you can't compare the success no, no, no. level I'm of Oasis. They sold, I'm just saying that the quantity part. of records does not make good songwriter. Well, no, people will eat all sorts of audio bull bleep. Well, yeah, but there comes a point, and people do that generally at the behest of record companies that tell them like oh this is what's the thing now listen to this right but like oh taylor swift is not unpackaged no of course she's packaged but there comes a point where like generally speaking most artists are not 18 years into their music career and selling out stadiums most most yes i mean like like oasis is not right like they're not doing Gillette, are they? No, God. I I mean, like they couldn't sell out Gillette, could they? Right, much could. less. They're also not much less at anymore, three thousand. Right. Much less at three thousand dollars a ticket, right? And, right? and so I think 
you know, and I know Stephen from Gloucester likes the Rolling Stones, and I know at the height of their career it was probably harder. They to could get still sell out tickets, Gillette. But yeah, but they they could sell out Gillette. Yes. However, having been to Rolling Stones concert, mm-hmm. also like it it was not as hard to get tickets as it was to get Taylor Swift tickets. And well, I assume although, it was although, harder. Olivia ass- Rodrigo tickets are also through the roof. Like all tickets after the pandemic have just been like ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's true. The Olivia Rodrigo tickets were hard to get for her first album that was that came out i i think her second album was not the phenomenon that her first album was and i don't think five years from now it's going to be hard to get olivia rodrigo tickets do you no but she also may be a fulfilled complete person with a family five years from now and that's what we gotta ask ourselves about taylor swift mm-hmm. when she settles down and has kiddos as you say this this creative process, I assume, goes bye bye, goes away. This is this. I mean, I think she's a person that genuinely likes writing music. I know, but well, supposedly, I mean, for her, I don't see it coming from a place of pain, agony, or exhilarating love. So, I just think that she's like some uh, suburban uh, a a student doing book reports and with a guitar. To me, that's what her music is. It's just, just <laughs> there's a there's a Jesus. Uh, what's the word? I'm, you know, there's a correlation for sure. So, although I still disagree, I think I didn't want to leave a three-minute message, and I guess maybe now combined, I'm doing that any anyways. But I think there's, there's a lot of that going this on. This is a longer okay. podcast, long discussion that unfortunately yeah. has no home on the burn barrel. I guess necessarily, or you know, what we should do. So. I have uh, an idea. But, yeah, but I, I think it's a good... I mean, I, I think Paul raises a really further. good point. Thanks, guys. Because Paulie, there's not Twitter, like... Paul, you're on Twitter, and if so, um, say hi on a DM so we know which one is you. This would be perfect for a Twitter spaces. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You go on there and just fight everybody? Sure, I would do that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that... I think that Paul raises a really good point because, obviously, part has to come down to just personal taste, Right. Like, who's the greatest songwriter? Like, right. part of that is just what you think. But, you know, and part has to be sort of, like, level of influence over time. And part has to be we, commercial we success. The cri- and, like, right now. We're, no, but we're I'm really saying, late. like, okay, we're really late. Well, you're the one who didn't want to do a Patreon show today. And I have more stuff that no, I want to No, I wanted to do a Patreon show today, but we're really long. And okay. it's almost 8.40 at night. Okay. Else. We don't say I'm the one who wanted didn't want to do a Patreon show. I wanted to do a Patreon show. We're just really long. Okay. So don't act as if I'm shortchanging everybody. I'm not acting as if you're shortchanging everybody. We can do the Patreon show tomorrow. My topics will still be here. Good. Wrapping up the KMF pay per view, I think oh. Coleman was a great pick. Mm. And to quote Tom whenever he hears something he doesn't like, when it comes to Augustus. Ugh. <laughs> what was he thinking? Montante was definitely a better second guy. I think uh, I think he was our pick. Absolutely. <sighs> um. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how it goes. It's yeah. It wouldn't have been my pick out of the people that were there, but it's not One my. One of the show. problems is, and this is, is that he's twenty three, and so not a whole lot of. I mean, which one, Augustus or Coleman? Coleman's twenty three. Augustus is 32, but he's also, like, he's I wouldn't no even, I don't know his age. He's not a yeah, human. He's, so, he's not. So, and, and this other kid's 23, and, you know, he seems like a nice kid. 
but I don't think he gets what he's getting into at all. Uh, that's a that's another thing. Yeah. Do you? This could be a whole other segment yeah. that we could talk about, but I I don't know. Let's let's say we'll let's table, table that for another have, time. We'll talk about it oversized. Maybe we'll put it in the Patreon tomorrow or something. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. If you want to join us for Patreon shows, live streams, that's patreon.com slash burn barrel. Obviously, the show's free. You can find all the places to listen at burnbarrelpodcast.com. We have a YouTube channel, a Rumble channel, and anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Say la vie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.